Welcome to Indie Cider, where we go beyond the game and meet the developers behind today's indie hits. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Indie Cider podcast, where we combine let's plays of indie games with developer interviews. My name is Ken Gagney, and I'll be your host. This week's game is Breaker's Yard, a twin stick shooter played in your web browser, courtesy of the Unity Player. It is developed by Mr. Daniel Dudgenick of Protofont Games. I originally encountered both this game and its developer at the Boston Games Forum June Playtest Night, where they had about 40 different indie games to play, including last episode's game, Gone. Being a classic arcade gamer with games like Robotron under my belt, I was drawn to Breaker's Yard. It's sort of a cross between Robotron, Smash TV, Gauntlet, maybe a little bit of Rogue, where you're exploring procedurally generated levels to try to find the exit to the next level. The only power-ups available are seven different weapon upgrades, which you can stack. So if you get three or four different items at the same time, you actually are firing a weapon with multiple unique properties. When I played this game at Boston Games Forum, I immediately sat down and was able to blow past all the top scorers that Daniel had posted to his leaderboard. I was number one without much effort on my part for a game I'd never played. I was really surprised. By the end of the day, somebody else had beaten me by about a thousand points, and that incensed me. So I went home, and I ordered an Xbox 360 wireless adapter for my MacBook Pro, so that I could play this game at home. Generally, this is the kind of game I would want to play on my console, but it's only available on the web browser, and I wasn't going to play it using keyboards, although you can do that. So I got myself a way to play it with my traditional Xbox 360 controller. When I went to play it again for this podcast, I found that I could not capture the ease with which I had blown away the competition at Boston Games Forum. I was only able to get maybe 1,000 or 1,500 points as opposed to my usual 3,600. I don't know if that was just a one-time thing or if the fact that Daniel releases a new version of the game every week had actually made it harder in just the last few weeks since I had played it. Nonetheless, it's a pretty neat game. It's still early in its development. Daniel has some great plans for an eventual release later this year or early next. So I thought I'd chat a bit with Daniel about how he got the game to this stage and where he sees it going in the future. If you want to see this game being played, please go to IndieCider.com YouTube, and you'll be able to watch a Let's Play of this game paired with the interview you are about to hear. In the meantime, here is the audio version of my chat with Daniel. Joining me on the line is Mr. Dan Dudgenick of Protofont, developer of Breaker's Yard. Hello, sir. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing great. Excellent. So we met at the Boston Games Forum, and I obviously had a great time playing your game. I bought the Xbox adapter just to play your game, because it's kind of hard to do a twin-six shooter with just a keyboard. Yeah, I, I saw that on Twitter, and I like immediately retweeted. I was like, it's great to see people actually like liking the game. But one of the things that came out of that was actually I started working on a high-score system. Ah, excellent! Some leaderboards. Yes, exactly. Like I, it was not a priority until recently, but uh, I, I spent like half the weekend trying to figure out how to connect the database and set it up so I can actually see stuff online. It's, it's way more work than I expected, but it's gonna be worth it because I feel like it's gonna really get people involved. And when can we expect to see that? Uh, probably the next couple of days or so. I hope. <laughs> excellent. So, so, th- so this game gets automatically updated what weekly? Um, automatically meaning, yeah, I do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, about, oh, every week or two, yeah, I, uh, I post a new build and, uh, you know, tweet about it and all that stuff. And it's, uh, it's definitely come a long way, but yeah, it, it's about, since, let's say January, it's been about every week or so, yeah. Is that when the first version rolled out? No, no, the first version was 
uh, the very the very first prototype was like December 2012, and then uh, starting in like April of 2013, I was you know I moved to Unity and I started posting every build back then. You can go back and even play all the old builds if you want. The first one is just like a dude running around and shooting stuff, but there's a couple of things that are still actually from that original build in the game now. <laughs> wow! So what are some of the most significant changes in the past year or so? Um, let's see. Uh, biggest was uh, adding the weapon system. Uh, the you know, com- the combination of the weapons, so, you know, you can get the triple shot, or you can get the drill shot, or if you get both of those, you get the triple drill shot, and on top of that, there's ones for, like, the bomb shot, the freeze shot, you know, all the other stuff, and that's, like, basically the core of the game, and I've been working really hard on that, and the other major feature that I started uh, was the uh, the random generation of the levels, the procedural generation of the levels, so, like, those two things together, like, for, like really... Like up until that point, up until those two features came in, it's kind of that phase of game development where you're like, "What am I actually doing? Where is this going? Why isn't this fun yet?" And then once those two really came into their own, like it actually started being fun. People would play it and actually really enjoy it at the play test sessions. You know what I mean? Now I'd never seen a game where the weapons could be combined in quite this fashion. There are seven weapons. I think that makes for 128 different combinations. So how did you come up with that? Um, I uh, I didn't come up with seven in particular actually there's more in more in the hopper my goal is to get as many as possible into the game like uh one of the ones that's not in the game yet that i have like i have the robot designed but not completely built is uh, a flame bot who runs around and spits fire and like the fire would remain on the level so it would be like almost like a trap so if you run into it it would hurt you but you know if you kill that robot get its weapon it would your your weapon would also drop that stuff too so you could hurt enemies with these little puddles of fire there's never there's no like cap to the number of weapons but uh you know i kind of keep adding them as much as possible now, I found that some combinations didn't work out so well. I was actually able to accidentally freeze or even kill myself. Was that intentional? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's, like, I, I think of Breaker's Yard as a roguelike as well as a dual stick shooter. It's the kind of game where you, like, have to judge, look at your surroundings and figure out what the dangers are. And sometimes the dangers are yourself as well. You know, in Spelunky, you can, you know, plant a bomb to blow up a wall, but if you're too close to that, you're going to blow up yourself. So, in my game as well, I figured at least it was appropriate that you at least get hurt a little bit from from the explosions of the bomb, and you also get frozen from your own stuff, but that doesn't hurt you, though. Mm-hmm. So there actually is some strategy involved where I have to think about whether or not I want to pick up a weapon. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, whether or not you want to pick it up, because the bomb is really effective for clearing a room, but it definitely changes the way you move, you know? Now, when I sat down to play this game, you asked me if I'd ever played a twin-stick shooter before, and I got the sense that you were expecting me to say something like Smash TV or Geometry Wars, and you seemed surprised when I said Robotron. Like, Smash TV and Geometry Wars are, like, the games that really inspired Breaker's Yard. Um, Robotron is one of those games that I've never played. I never actually found a way to play it. I've looked it up now that people keep talking about it. I'm like, oh, wow, that is, like, basically... Like, I, like what would look like a big inspiration for it, but I had never actually played it until I heard about it from people who had been playing Breaker's Yard. Oh, interesting. Since you live in the New England area, you should check out Fun Spot up in Laconia in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah, they have it? Yeah, they have 300 machines all from the 80s, and they're all still just a quarter, and Robotron is one of them. Nice. I actually went up there for my bachelor party. I did not play Robotron because I hadn't been developing it as much at that point, but uh, that's awesome. i got to go back. Wow, that's exactly what I envisioned for my bachelor party, too. It's perfect, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, you, you, you drink and you play, and you drink and you play. <laughs> well, hopefully you don't mix the drinking with the go-karts across the street. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad idea. No, don't do that. 
So I notice on your website you have a change log of your uh, of the each week's update to Breakers Yard, and some of the comments or changes that you're noting are rather obtuse to us end users, like cached all the possible names of the enemies for comparison. So yeah. So what what do these changes mean, and why are you bothering to publish them? Well, I mean, um, like. The motto or slogan or whatever for for Protofont, the company, is game development from scratch. And what that refers to is basically I am making this up as I go along. <laughs> um, like I don't have any formal training in uh, in you know programming or anything like that uh, except for like a C++ course I took back in high school. So all of what I'm learning is through a lot of research online and a lot of trying things that don't work. And, you know, when I was setting up this high score thing, I was, I basically learned a little bit of PHP, like just to like be able to render high scores on a web page just like today and yesterday. So like this stuff, this is stuff that I'm like figuring out as I go and like putting it out there, like to me makes me feel like I'm like showing progress in a direction. And a lot of times that stuff is not necessarily, you know, stuff that users want to know, but it's not necessarily targeted at the end user. It's, you know, kind of targeted more at other game developers. What I want to be able to do, what I don't always succeed at, I, I'll admit, is that I want to be able to, like, take the fact that I didn't have this knowledge before and translate it and bring it to, like, other end users or people who think they might want to be able to play a game, um, excuse me, create games, and, you know, show the path in in plain language and sometimes it comes out obtuse because either i was in a hurry or or couldn't find better words because a lot of times like i'm not sure exactly like this is exactly right because i don't know if you ever tried doing research on you know how to code something on the internet like you'll there's 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 what's misinformation (laughs) you know there's like there's there's good ways to code things there's bad ways to code things and the first search result you get on Google may or may not be a good way to do it and what I want to do is not be part of the problem <laughs> in that so if I'm if I'm not sure what I'm doing is exactly right and you can go back and look into some of my history and I did I did like long explanations of something that was clearly a bad idea <laughs> I want to avoid that because I don't want to like have other people have to struggle and like necessarily like on my on my account at least (laughs) no i totally appreciate that i wrote one computer game in my life and it was about 20 years ago it was a a dial-up bbs game and this was before you know revisions and change logs and i basically just have one copy of the game and it's the final edition and there are these obtuse two-letter variable names that i have no idea what they (laughs) represent anymore and, uh, you know, 20 years later, if I wanted to go back and update this or even just figure out what it is I did, there's no way that's ever going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So even if this changelog that you're developing isn't intended for the aim us- end user, I can see how it's totally invaluable for you and potentially other developers as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the idea. I mean, it's it's mostly a dev log. Like, I talk about what I'm developing and what I'm working on because, you know, as the game changes, like, the changes may not seem super significant as you go. Like... Th- since uh, since we met at Boston Games Forum, there hasn't been a ton of updates that like are gameplay updates. But I've been working on optimization, which doesn't make for something super interesting to the end user. It just means the game might run a little better. And I've been talking to an artist, but I mean, until like those talks really settle out and like we have we actually get going, there's not really much to talk about. 
And I've been doing a lot of research and planning for the high score system, but that's also not that interesting. You're like, yeah, yes, I've been reading. <laughs> Maybe be okay as a tweet, you know what I mean? So does this game have a version number? And if so, what are you at now? The latest version is... Da, 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 da. 62 is on the website right now. That's not like, you know, revisions that are in my repository, my, my, uh, you know, my actual backup of it. That's just releases that I put on the website. So you can go back and go play the other 61 builds all the way back into, you know, when it was just a dude running around and then it's a dude running around with some walls and then he can finally shoot and then, you know. <laughs> so at what point will you consider this game finished, if ever? Um, I, 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 I hope to finish it. You know, there's always good, always nice to have an endpoint. Currently, I'm working on getting into festivals. I want to try and like actually get it in front of people a lot more. I didn't make it into into the Indie Mega Booth at PAX Prime, but you know, maybe next time. And uh, the what else is there? There's um, there's like Fantastic Games is what it's called in in Austin. Fantastic Arcade 2014 in Austin. The deadline for that's today, so I'll be submitting to that. And you know, just try to get my game in as many in front of as many people as possible. And I'm thinking. Hopefully by the spring, but the way, you know, because I work a full-time job and do this in night, you know, nights and weekends, I think, you know, mid-2015 is probably, you know, a reasonable estimate. But, you know, definitely by the end of 2015, I want to be out of, you know, finished with this project and moving on to another, or at least, like, have this project released and in the support phase. And what will the release version look like? Will it still be a web-based Unity game, or will there be a console port, iOS? Um, it's, uh, wherever, wherever I can get it. I would actually hope to get it on Steam. If I can put it on consoles, that would be, you know, pretty good for it because it is a dual stick shooter at the end of the day. You can't guarantee that somebody on PC is going to have a, uh, a actual controller. You know, you went out and bought one. God bless you. Thank you so much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not something you can rely on. There are keyboard controls and they're good. Like Binding of Isaac, uh, is another, like, roguelike, uh, top-down shooter and you can move with the keyboards and it works pretty well but i still prefer like using the dual stick controller um but yeah yeah so pc consoles if i can manage it as much like that's part of what the whole you know like start going to festivals thing is about you know i need to build momentum for the game and i've only been starting to do that the past few months so since you're basically inviting people to play what is an unfinished game what do you think about steam's early access program I think it's great, and if I can get on it, that'll be great. It's like I said, you know, it's it's about building momentum for the game. So getting onto Steam is gonna involve getting you know more attention to the game and more people playing it, and just just getting out there. You know what I mean? So I think it it would it would be great if uh, I could get paid along the way for development. <laughs> Why the heck not? But uh, you know, it's 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 just approaching that place where I feel like people would actually be amenable to that you know like yeah it it, you know if you played the version that i had a year ago then you know if you go back in the archives and look you you wouldn't pay any money for that on on early access but maybe i really think i'm getting to the point where it's starting to get there now one of the attractions of smash tv and total carnage were that they were multiplayer any idea about doing that for your game I've thought about it. I've thought about it a lot, and I think it actually it's a it could be really really cool. It would probably be cooperative. That would be the first version I would do. I think it's really cool, but the game is not built for it right now at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to. I'd. I'd yeah. 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 That would be that requires some significant restructuring. For sure. Yeah. Hmm. 
Uh, so, this is not your first game. I saw a couple others on your site. You've done a mod for Spelunky, and I also played something, I think it was called Cuddle Pit? Yes. <laughs> uh, Cuddle Pit was a game jam game. Uh, do you, are you familiar with the uh, Peter Molydew Twitter account? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it basically, it's just a joke account for Peter Molyneux, and uh, he's, he like has all these absurd game ideas, and I, I forget what year it was now, I think it was 2010 or 2011, that they that somebody had the great idea, let's make a game jam based around the tweets of this Twitter account. And the, I believe the tweet for that game was like, you are in a place, you know, surrounded by sad people, and the only way you can help them is with kindness. And we turned that into a penguin in hell hugging demons to make the make hell like a better place. Oh, <laughs> how sweet. Yeah. Actually the guy who did the music uh on that game, it kinda like Cuddle Pit has two like one kind of like gloomy song and one kind of upbeat song and they're, they're the same song but like you know in a different key or, uh, I'm not a musician but uh, they uh like they they crossfade as you're making progress in the game so if you're doing badly the the music gets really gloomy and dreary but if you're doing well it gets all like perky and happy kind of like you know garden of eden kind of kind of thing the guy who worked on that music is like really talented and his name is Anthony Castiglia and he did the music that you hear in Breaker's Yard right now actually Oh, excellent. I was wondering about that. Since you're not a musician, you obviously have people you're working with. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Anthony Castiglia is um, my my audio guy and uh, also working with another audio guy and uh, and starting to work with an artist. Yeah. The art is – I the art I, I, I always have mixed feelings about because I like the pixelated style, but you look I, – I am aware that it's an acquired taste. You know what I mean? So I'm talking to an artist to hopefully get it done well. You know what I mean? Excellent. And what comes after Breaker's Yard once you get this out the door? Uh, I got, I got, I got, you know, I always, you always have ideas for other games and things. After Breaker's Yard, I feel like I would still be, you know, working within the themes of like procedurally generated stuff and roguelike types of games. Cause, and, but applying it maybe to different genres. Cause I, I look at, I look at these games and to me it's just a really appealing kind of gameplay mechanic that, you know, permanent death and you're, you're, it, it just, raises the stakes in a game to me so that, you know, it's just a better experience, at least for me. Those are the kinds of games that I like. Uh, I don't know if you know what NetHack is. NetHack is like one of those roguelikes, one of the original flavors of roguelikes, and I had to stop playing it because it was it was just so, like, games take so long to play and you get so invested in them that you, you could eat up and chew up an entire day just by playing it. That's, I'm actually kind of thankful in a way that my 360 broke. I can't play Dark Souls 2 right now. <laughs> Thank goodness for small favors. Yeah. Uh, so what else are you playing these days, then? People keep telling me that Breaker's Yard is like Nuclear Throne, so I went and bought Nuclear Throne, and it is uh, like it. In, in It's very similar in some ways. You know, the whole post-apocalyptic thing, the you know the, the low resolution of it, and the fact that you're running around and shooting stuff all the time. That's why, you know, but still, like, the, the weapon system is still what I feel like is the core of Breaker's Yard and what makes it interesting, at least to me. And, uh... And also in Breaker's Yard, you're going to have like these, you know, you have the old man that you bring the jar to. There's going to be other NPCs you interact with as well. But I played, uh, I played, I played the Nuclear Throne to get an idea of what else is out there in this genre now. And, uh, I also have been playing a little bit of Transistor, which you actually mentioned earlier. You, you didn't know of any other game that has that, uh, you know, weapon combination system. That is exactly what's in Transistor. <laughs> so who stole the idea from who? Oh, pfft. I don't think anyone stole the idea. 
Supergiant is a bunch of really talented people. They released it, I think, a couple months ago, and I was a little, I was a little bummed at first. But I mean, like, I was like, oh man, like the people are gonna think that I'm ripping them off. We both came up with the idea at the same time. Is is basically how I think it happened, and I mean, I look at how I implement it and how they implement it, and it's 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 very different. Like in in transistor you're going into a menu and you're you're saying i want this to combine with this and put it over here and there's slots with breaker's yard it's just snappy snappy on the fly like oh now i have this now i have this it's picking up and combining just on the fly so it's to me it's a very different experience even though like the the idea is very similar excellent well it sounds like breaker's yard is a great combination of original ideas and ideas that you've inspired by by geometry wars and the like and i'm having a great time playing it yeah i'm glad you are thanks so much well uh thank you so much for your time dan remind us where we can find you and your games online oh sure uh it's all uh at protofont everything's protofont so protofont.com and uh at protofont for twitter you can find the builds on my website and play them there you can follow me on twitter and uh you'll hear about it every time a new build goes out and yeah just come on and play. There's going to be a new high score system soon. And beat your friends. And we will see you at Boston Fig at MIT on September 13th? I hope so. I don't know yet. That's, uh, that's a hope so. Excellent. Well, I'll see you there, sir. All right, great. All right, thank you. Bye. Right, bye-bye. This has been Indie Cider, a GameBits production. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback at IndieCider.com. Mm-hmm.